0: Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, we have a new friend to the show, Deanna Dixon known as the Rideshare Queen. She has woven an extraordinary narrative as an esteemed background vocalist for icons like Beyonce, Kanye West, and Monica. However, her journey took a transformative turn when she chose to relinquish the glitz of Hollywood and prioritize her daughter's well-being. This decision led to her becoming a full-time ride-share driver in Atlanta, where her exceptional ability to forge deep connections with passengers soon took center stage, capturing these magical unscripted moments on TikTok, her impromptu musical performances and her heart to heart conversations garnered over 4.9 million viewers across platforms. Notably, industry titans such as Chance the Rapper and Rihanna recognized her unparalleled talent, solidifying her status as a rising star. Hear more about her remarkable story on our show, Friends Like Us. And welcome back, it's never too soon to have the Action Fraction back. Yes, that's right, Vanessa Fraction is here. Hilarious friend, Vanessa Fraction. Vanessa can currently be heard as a co-host on the Nappy Boy radio podcast hosted by T-Pain and seen in the movie Prey on Peacock. Vanessa can also be seen guest hosting on Dish Nation. As a stand-up comedian, Vanessa has performed on Def Comedy Jam and Laugh Mob's Laugh Track. Her writing credits include Raven's Home, 106 and Park, and The Monique Show. Additionally, she has appeared in the film barbershop too for a full list go to all things vanessa fraction february 10th i'll be returning to headline in bethlehem pennsylvania at the still stacks art center go to marinafranklin.com for those tickets you can hear us on Google Podcasts now. Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, and Twitter is us 10 Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash Friends Us. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now, for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. We record every Monday. Go to Patreon backslash Us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies. Get your hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Just go to marinafranklin.com. Saturdays on my YouTube channel, I go live with my wacky friend Dave Juskow. Check it out. Go to my YouTube channel. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leaves us reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stop like tickets to comedy shows with friends like us it will help you feel not so alone because more content it's on the way tell a friend you know to check us out stay safe wash those dirty little hands be nice and black lives matter i've got vanessa fraction she's returning. Yes. When you do the math, she's a very funny lady. And we have the rideshare queen, Deanna Dixon. Ooh, ooh, I hope she likes my singing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Welcome to Friends. Now, I know I have nothing.
1: You closed out strong. Let me say that. You closed <laughs> out strong.
2: I felt so insecure this time. 10 course. for confidence, honey. <laughs> I was so nervous
0: because you both are amazing singers. And I was like, oh, I've never like been self-conscious singing that little. And this is a joke for me. I just do it for fun. But I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, Aww. I mean, I, I, I've i done choir I mean, (laughs) that that was good. It was
1: quality. It was. It was again confidence. I'm proud of you. Yeah, there we go. That That ending was like brilliant. And I, you know, blush to be put into the category of Deanna because like I'm not. You know, I sing on stage. You know, it comes together. I, I, I I say with love and respect. Just a little better, maybe than Marina's. Just a touch.
0: Why am I feel putting
1: like out to album that <laughs> Yeah, respectfully, because, honey, mine's not, you know, my impromptu is not, you know, great.
0: And that was me just playing around. Now, if I was to really, if I was, I can sing now. Come Uh-oh. through now. Did we
2: just challenge you? I not... think it was. I, I mean, I can. I've got skills. <laughs> we believe you. I believe you. I believe
1: you 110%. I believe you 110%. I feel like I'm
0: on American Idol and I'm like...
1: Trying to get that ticket. You're like, now, wait a minute now. I still have more to give. Let me get to this next round. I'm going to show you.
2: I (laughs) promise we don't have no tickets. (laughs) Now,
0: uh, Deanna, like I was saying before we started, it really is truly an honor to have you on the show because I do get, you know, offers to have several guests that, you know, aren't regulars on the show to come on. And I'm very picky with who I have on, but I was watching how you're trending on TikTok, how you're just, you're, you're, your music has gone viral. You you were the backup singer for Beyonce, for Kanye West, and you yourself, like your voice is amazing. I personally always worry about backup singers. I'm like, where, where, what about them? And then I see you're in Atlanta now and you get into this the Ubers, the ride share and, Your personality is just incredible. It's charming, it's friendly. It's one of those personalities where I go, this is the experience you hope to have when you get in a rideshare. And then you're also promoting individuals. You took it to the next level. You're not just like singing in the car. You're also promoting other individuals. So I wanna ask you, first off, what inspired you to do this and tell everyone exactly, because I may have left out some details, what it is you do.
2: No, you said plenty. And um, yes, I was working in Los Angeles with Kanye Sunday Service. And the last two things that I really did that was like, you know, a big deal for me as a background singer was the Oscars with Beyonce and the Grammys with John Legend. Um, And you posed a really important question about what about the singers? You know, I would say it's funny when people hear my story, they're like, she's saying what Beyonce, why was she having to drive Uber? I'm like, well, we were coming off the heels of the pandemic. You were getting gigs, maybe three months apart, living off of unemployment, if you were lucky. And it was, it was a hard time. So you couldn't even really relish in the excitement of a gig like that. Cause you were so desperate for the gig and, you know, already in the red, you know what I mean? Financially. And so as I was ascending professionally on paper, personally, it was a struggle for me, um, watching my daughter and she was just really having a hard time in kindergarten and I'm like, who hates kindergarten? I'm like, something's wrong. Something's off. I don't know what it is. You know, every other day I was getting calls at the principal's office. So I was always bracing myself when I was getting It was just this weird connection. Whenever I really felt like I was at the peak professionally, that something was going to happen with my baby. And so I finally was just like okay, something has to give. I can't justify being this far away from family anymore. It's time to take her back closer to where her dad and her siblings are. And I'll figure it out was what I thought. But I'm going to be honest with you. I underestimated how hard it was going to be for me to find my way. I came back to Atlanta knowing I had some pre-existing relationships, both in the music field and in the corporate world. And plus, I just did these big things in LA. So I'm like, they'll call me. Surely I'll still get calls. I'll still be working. The calls stopped. I applied for several opportunities, jobs. Nothing was coming together. I'm like, where's all these jobs that say they need workers? I'm like, this is just weird to me. It was the most unexplainable Phenomena that, like, I could not find anything outside of Uber. No freaking lie. And when I say, like, I had great relationships, like, I was a top salesperson at my bank. I was, you know, I have my real estate license. I have all these things where it should have been pretty easy for me to land a position somewhere. Did not happen that way. So I just started driving, and I tell you, I felt humiliated. I was like, This is not what I thought. I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I felt abandoned. I felt like this was the most honorable thing I could do. Although my friends were like, why would you leave now? Like, when you're doing all this stuff, I'm like, my daughter needs me. She needs structure. She needs to be closer to family. I need to be closer to family. And I'm like, I thought it would be an instant. Mommy would be good. Daughter would be good. And it took me, it took me probably... Eight months to feel okay. To one, to feel okay about my decision because now I was having to explain to my friends that I did this big move and now I'm Uber driving. They're like, "What are you doing, girl? What are you?" They looked at me like I was crazy, girl. Like, "What are you doing?" My my closest friend in California was just like so mad at me. She's like, she's like, you know, I'm trying to be supportive of you, but this doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, in my heart, like, it don't make any sense to me either but I knew I did the right thing. And it wasn't until May seven 2023, I'll never forget this date. I met a passenger that was going through a life transition like me, like his story sounded like mine. And he was just like, I feel lost. I, I just lost my car and just all these things. And I was just like, Let me tell you something. I said, this is only a chapter in your story. And who wants a boring story anyways? And we Mm. laughed and we cried. And I got out and I hugged him. And I said, you got this. You got this. I said, I promise you, I just came out of my hole. Mm. And he gave me a tip of $150 and told me to get a dash cam and record my rides. Mm. And from then, my life forever changed. I could see what God was doing, why he did it. And my passion is creating platforms for people. And I've been able to put talented people in my car and go viral. And that's like a dream come true. I turned my car into a stage. Okay. I love it. You turned your
0: car into a stage. That should be the title of the book. Woo. You have a book coming, girl. Let me tell you, I love it. Now, Vanessa, we, we were both comedians, so we know the struggle. Is
1: real. I very much do. It
0: resonates with me, especially after she's saying like, you know, you get the gig and they don't, you don't, that you're already in the red. Yep. How does it resonate with you?
1: For me, um, a few things did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll stick, I'll start with the one that you said about the, you know, you, you, the highs and the plateaus and then the valleys and the, and the ins and outs and rounds and rounds. and being a 20 plus year comedian, I definitely understand all of that. There's been those times you get a big movie. I was in barbershop too. Oh my God, I'm going to take off, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And, and then, you know, it, it, you know, things can get okay, but there's times I've had to get jobs, you know, within all this, I have two children, you know, and so, um, there are definitely times that I had to get jobs. I would try to get things that worked within what we do. So I started getting jobs in radio and things like that, and, um, or a, a nonprofit organization or something that had flexibility you know, for me at the times when that, when that was going on. But um, the other part that truly hit me was when you were saying about living in Los Angeles You know, and your friends not understanding why you have to make some of the moves that you have to make. And I remember uh, being out there and um, one of my dear friends uh, didn't understand why I I was moving back to Atlanta because I was like one I need to get my daughter who is now about to be in high school and she needs her mother you know what I mean I appreciate my family but she's gonna need me every single day you know what I mean and um with my son I he I sent him to live with his dad you know or whatever and so I was like um I need to live closer to him so I can see him more often and you know that kind of thing and there were plenty of friends that just did not understand that and um I feel like I wouldn't take that back. You know what I mean? In fact, I would try to uh, figure out a way that I could have spent even more time with them, you know, as they were growing up and still do what I do. So I commend parents, you know, as we try to navigate following our dreams and also uh, being the kind of, um, being attentive to our children. You know what I mean? Because I still... um, can appreciate the fact that we're role models for our kids and showing yeah. them that you should go for your dreams and you should do anything that you ever thought you wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like figure out a way to achieve that goal. So I love that, but I also want them to feel deeply loved and supported, you know, because that's our job as parents too. So it's quite the balance, my dear. And yeah. so your story just really, you know, it just hit home in those spaces and and even the saying about, be feeling humbled by doing a certain kind of work and then finding the pride and the victory and the purpose in what God and the space that God has you in, because there is purpose in every single level and every single space that you find yourself in. And there's a way to turn um, everything into a victorious story. So I commend you on that, too. And for that aha moment that mm-hmm. um, that lets you celebrate uh, in every stage of your life, you know, and you, can help you successful. It.
2: Go ahead, baby. And, and you said something too, um, which this is now one of my new favorite phrases. I tell people, you know, in your valley season, you think like this is the low, right? But I'm like, you can build more in the valley than you can on a mountaintop. So yes, you will have those peaks in your career where you are on barbershop too. But then you have those seasons where you're figuring it out. And in my Valley season, I, I built stability. I built a new brand. I got sober. I am, I'm happier. I've made more money than I've ever made. It's so much more, you know, that you can do when you're at the bottom because you can only go
0: up from there. <laughs> you can only go up. Yes, right. Yeah. And Lord knows I, I'm. I'm going to be, full disclosure, I'm feeling it right now in my own career, balancing things. It's a tough time. The industry for actors, writers, we're coming out of a a writer's strike. We're entering a new level of just health insurance. People are losing their health insurance, right? And as a comedian, we always have the gigs, right? We always have that, but sometimes the gigs ain't enough. Yeah. And that moment that you're talking about where you have to make a decision to pick another job, it's kind of where I'm at, you know, and it's it's a moment where it's like you kind of have to humble yourself and go, well, I got to I got to make these decisions. I got to pay these bills. I got to I got to take care of myself. And I've had people go, hey, you're a comic. Don't work. The gigs, the comedy is it. So, I, like, when you say that, it's resonating with so many people right now. Mm-hmm. In a time when inflation is high, the economy is just not where it is for a lot of people. We're also leaving, like, the Christmas season. I know a lot of people spent money they didn't have. Oh, yeah. Credit card debt <laughs> mm-hmm. is at an yes, all-time high. Mm-hmm. And I say all this to say we got an election coming up. It's important who you put in office because that can change if, we vote the right or wrong way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes.
1: But can I say, though, um, uh, I really continue to love your story because you should feel pride in whatever it is that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That's taking care of yourself. That's legal and, and healthy. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like you should really, really take, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I told my husband, like if I, you know, if I'm unhappy, like I don't have a problem doing something else. I've lived many lives within this one life. You know what I mean? And I don't mind, um, whatever, wherever that adventure is going to take me, you know what I mean? So, um, Even right now to this day, if I needed to do something else to supplement my income or even sometimes if I have specific goals, you know, that I'm financial goals that I'm trying to reach. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. You know, so I think um, that's
2: that's probably the best thing for me about getting older. You start giving less and less uh, F's. <laughs> mm-hmm. About what anybody thinks about what it may look like and just embracing all of the parts of your story. Because mm-hmm. not only is it good for other people to see that are in similar industries, but it's good for my daughter to see it. Like life is not this uphill journey where it's gonna be peaches and valley, you know, peaches mm-hmm. and roses every day. You're gonna have to work, you're gonna have to start over, create new lives. I said, I'm a cat, I'm on my ninth life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I love when you have when you are put in a position to have to reinvent yourself and and take nothing and create something from it that makes you not only like you said, honorable, not doing nothing illegal, but also infuses who you are as a person. And like, I really appreciate that. Although initially for me, I was driving but I found a way to come out of hiding and, and put my Deanna sauce on it too, where it's like, Oh, this is a show, honey. This is it. This this is more relatable than anything else I've ever done. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that coming out from hiding. That was what I was reading about you because sometimes we have this talent all, you know, that are in this industry. And we're like, well, what do we do with it if it's not being accessed? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, Everyone can see it. Now, I, I do have a specific question about how you are able to do it in the Uber. Like, how do you transition from being a backup singer to actually singing in a car? Like, is it difficult? Is it.
2: No, because challenges? nobody knows who I am in that car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are most times, like, if and when it leads to that type of action happening. They're so befuddled by like, oh my God, like I remember my first viral video, I was picking up this young kid from his security job. And again, he don't know who I am. So he's confiding mm. in me because we got a 45 minute drive. He's like, yeah, I just moved out here from New York. I'm about to go um, be a part of this competition where I can get a record record deal. Have you ever heard of this? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, this is just too easy. This is just gold, Right. So he's telling me about his journey of artistry and that he's about to be a part of this competition. And I remember I was like, okay. I said, can you rap? Are you good? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I said, "Okay." I handed him my cell phone and I said, pick an instrumental. uh, uh, instrumental." I
1: like instrumental. (laughs) I said,
2: (laughs) we're about to do a collab. We're going to do a song together. He said, really? I said, yeah, I sing. Now, I said that, but he don't know if I can really sing. Honey, when I tell you, this man was on, he couldn't speak. He was just, and he was a good rapper. He was great, actually. But when I started singing, he was like, You, you, my driver? You, what are you doing driving for Uber? I said, I need to make some money. <laughs> so it really was an easy transition. It actually was, it's the most fun thing to reveal that I have this hidden talent because, you know, people do put drivers in a box. They don't realize most of us are yeah. entrepreneurs, are dreamers, mm-hmm. are artists. And I feel like it really showed drivers in a different light. There's more like me than not, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you we're, we're working to get to our next opportunity. So it's, it has been an incredible transition, um, and I love now at this space of my content, although I do people I do believe people ride off of the Beyonce name because it's great clickbait, but mm-hmm. I really believe that the brand that I've created, the Rideshare Queen, stands alone. Like if you watch the videos and the content, it's it's so it's fun, it's emotional, it's relatable. I mean, you may cry, you may sing and party with me. And I feel like, you know, I'm so proud of it. I I feel like my grandmother said this to me. She said, I'm I'm far more proud of what you've created than you ever seen behind these celebrities. Mm -hmm. And I believe her and I am too. I'm so proud. My daughter, she'll be playing Roblox, and she's like, "Mommy, like the kids at her school. I don't know why they on TikTok, y'all ate. Okay, <laughs> but they recognize me from TikTok. So my daughter thinks I'm this huge celebrity, and I'm like, <laughs> I just created this my stage in my car. So yeah, it was a fun, easy, unexpected transition, and I'm I'm proud of it. Now, how long did it take for
0: you? Yes, yes, applause. Um, How long did it take for you to go viral on TikTok? Was it right off the bat, or did you have to figure out the algorithms? Did you feel like they were shadow banning you initially? Because you know we always hear about people of
2: color getting not the most attention. Well, I'm so happy to debunk all of those lies. Um, And also to come from a vantage point of someone that is about to be 40 that has gone through every social media platform and was Mm -hmm. resistant to learning because I kind of was like stagnant for three years. And I was like, I don't want to learn how to do these reels. I don't want to be on TikTok. It's another platform to learn. But I went to, it was, I'm all about my words. So when that passenger gifted me that money to get the dash cam and he said, I need to put it on social media. I knew I was going to have to utilize all my resources. So I went to YouTube University and I learned about TikTok, about Reels. And honestly, so I'm going to give you two, two answers. I went viral the first week I posted on TikTok. And I only had like 500 followers. That one video took me over 20 to almost 20,000 plus followers, right? I did get, I don't know, I don't know how to know for sure if you're shadow banned, but I will say that there's something to it. I don't know if it has anything to do with color. I do think it has to do with consistency because I got stagnant. I stopped really posting consistently on TikTok. And I was like, you know what? I've always said I wanted everything to be branded just under the rideshare queen so I could use my personal name for my real life. I'm not Mm -hmm. just the driver. So I did a test. November 9th, I opened up a brand new TikTok account. And one, I wanted to see how long it would take me to get it to monetization. I already had, I I found a video on YouTube where it said, if you want to really, for the algorithm to really like show you love, you need to post two to three videos a day for 30 days. So I was like, okay, I got enough content that I haven't put out there because you can't. Because it'll say, this is not original. So I had to have that many (laughs) videos ready to go or just be juicing them out. And I did. So November 9th, it took me a week to get to monetization, which means you have to have 10,000 or more followers on TikTok and over 100,000 or more views within 30 days and be over 18. So I hit all of that in one week. Wow. I will tell you now, because it's been a little over two months, I now from then to now have over 137,000 followers just from consistently posting. So it can be done. It's just one of those things that like, you have to treat being a content creator, like a job and it does pay well. Like they did kind of, I feel like they kind of jipped me a little bit on RPM. And if you don't know what RPM means, it's rate per, When of y'all help me out. Minute or minute rate, mileage m- moment. M- m- uh, it's basically the rate oh, they pay you per every thousand metric views. moment. Oh, every thousand metric. views. Yeah. Oh, okay. So for every thousand views, this is the rate in which they pay you. So on my personal page, I want to say my RPM was like 1.27. And on my new page, I was like at 1.6. So less than half of what I was making. So if I would have went viral and did all these videos on my personal page, I would have made twice as much. But even still, I put up a video showing people that within my first 30 days, I made almost $3,000 and hit over 70,000 followers Through, through following that template. And And the thing I love about TikTok and why I don't want anybody to ever let your age or inexperience or lack of knowledge to get in the way, we live in a season now where if you want to learn about something, it's free to learn and it just takes desire. And um, it's so much help out there for free on YouTube and on TikTok. But TikTok is a place for so many crazy niche markets like If you like ASMR videos where people make all the sounds, mukbang videos, if you like seeing people clean ears, if you like seeing people do makeup tutorials, dancing, that's the place for you to just go be yourself and just be your authentic self. It's not glamorous like Instagram. I tell people all the time, like, all the little polish, looking cute and all that stuff, that's for Instagram. But on there, they want to hear the behind the scenes. They want to see the real raw you.
0: Speaking of authentic and being of a certain age, and I am of a certain age (laughs) where I am going through the change. I'm not having a hot flash today because the landlord, they're fixing the boiler downstairs and it's freezing in my apartment. But I don't feel it because I got hot flashes. So this is actually vacation time for me. Okay. Okay. And they don't talk about hot flashes a lot enough. You know, my gynecologist actually asked me to talk about it more on stage. So I am doing it. We talk about menopause on the show constantly, because that is what we go through as women. And we should be able to talk about it. We should be able to express our views on it. And there needs to be more information so that we can solve some of these issues. Now, our brand new sponsor, which is, yes, Winona. Yeah.
2: We love a sponsor.
0: Yes, they're here to help for women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. On menopause, Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Winona is the home for physician-prescribed bio-identical hormone replacement therapy with an easy to use network of doctors based out of your state who can make getting started with HRT a breeze. Winona's bioidentical HRT is made from very important plant-based hormones rather than synthetic ones. so it aligns with your body's natural rhythm to offer relief from hot flashes, Ooh. weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. Visit bywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code FRIENDS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B Y W I N O N A dot slash friends Winona menopause care made easy. Woo! Can I get that website again? Yes, you can. It's by Winona and you get
2: twenty five percent off for your first order. With friends. I love that. I love yes. this because yes. I'm about to enter into my season of needing this
0: Oh, I'm getting it right after <laughs> the show. I'm go- I'm going because I I need help. <laughs> yeah. I take herbs. I do teas and stuff like that. And But anything that can help, especially as a breast cancer survivor, you have to be careful with, you know, hormonal, non-hormonal, hormonal treatment. So this is this is excellent. I'm so glad that they are a brand that we're partnered with for this. So back to the show, I find like, you know, I used to do this in the car. Not to make this about me, but when I would be in the car with an Uber, I used to record conversations that I had because some of those conversations are some of the most intimate conversations. So i not just your singing, but the way you, you relate to people, like, where does that come from? You have a relationship with people that I don't, you know, it's just unique to you. It's you talk about authentic. This is where, do, where does that come from?
2: Well, thank you for saying that, um, where it comes from. I've always been an empath. So, Um, and I think I try to become what I, what I didn't always receive as a human individual. You know, a lot of times, like, you know, people ask you, how are you doing today? And they move on. They really don't care. So I've really made it my mission to be in tune with whomever gets in my car. I feel like what I do is my ministry. And so I feel like these people that are being sent to me are not by happenstance. I really feel like this is a divine inter- intervention, interaction, and I'm available for this experience and to be used by God or for them to be used by God for me because I feel like I've I've been just as blessed as I've been able to bless others. So when people come and they're open and they are you know engaging, I really allow myself to tap in. And listen, and like you said, you know, the show Cab Confessions, people be telling they whole, I had this sweet lady. Oh, my goodness, honey. She told me in five minutes more tea about her life than her whole family (laughs) knew. I mean, she done told me she spent $8,000 to to be buried away from her her late husband because he gave her a, a STD that she can't get rid of. And I'm like, woman of God. I mean, I'm here to help, but I didn't need all that. (laughs) So you just never know. I feel like I've always felt like people are my currency. I feel like the wealthiest woman in the world because of the people I have around me and the communities that I'm a part of and I'm a part of the Uber community. Um, And I really try to be the difference. I hear some crazy stories from, from consumers in their Ubers and I get secondhand embarrassment. I'm like, I know we work technically for ourselves, but like, come on guys, like have a standard. So I'm, I'm trying to raise the standard of what I've heard and how people treat. And so yeah, I really feel like I'm just trying to just the basic human level decency is really the <sighs> starting point.
1: <laughs> That's rare these days, though. Everybody does not have a basic level of human or they don't uh, express it. Basic yeah. level of human decency. A lot of times it's always dependent upon, you know, maybe what you believe or what they think you believe or, mm-hmm. you know, what political side you're on or, you know, um, how you choose to live your life. And it's not just a, a basic common decency and manners and you know, and, and a treatment of the way you would want to be treated toward other yeah. people. So, yeah, it seems like something so common and basic, but it really at this point is not. It's so. not.
2: And I feel like my my favorite interactions were with people that we were on varying sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. of beliefs and mm-hmm. experiences. Like two of my favorite interactions with a the passenger, they were older white guys that shared, you know, their Experience and we talked about racism, discrimination. And I feel like I bridged a gap, you know, for them. They bridged a gap for me. And um, it's incredible what you can accomplish just by being kind mm-hmm. and listening mm-hmm. and not. Judging because we all are operating out of our life experience, and most times people have gone through things and been taught to be, and until you show them a different way, they they will never know that. Well, like for me, like the older white gentleman that changed my life, I ended up spending a half of a day with this man, taking him to all the historical sites in Atlanta. He went to go see the MLK exhibit. (laughs) We went and watched something on the abolishment of slavery together. And I told him when we got in the car, I said, I feel uncomfortable. I said, I'm the only black person and, you know, I'm watching and learning about when my people was, you know, mistreated and the way that they talked about us. And it was that moment that really was life-changing for me because by me opening up and saying that I felt sad and alone, he said, Well, I just want to tell you when people like me hear and see things from our history like that, it makes me and he started crying. He said it makes mm-hmm. me sad and cry.
1: Yeah. He was an
2: eighty-five year old man from the South. Mm-hmm. And so I had never heard a white person say that they were sad about our history. And that Uh-oh. that meant something to me. I was just like, I didn't know that, you know, the stuff that we see that really vexes us vexes some of them too. And so yeah, you'll be surprised with just a simple conversation can lead to just being a, a decent yeah. human.
1: Yeah. I'm happy to say I know some good good white folks that have done cried over our history. They yeah. yeah, have definitely been pained over, you know, any human hurt, you know, or whatever. So, um, yeah, what do you do with the people this I'm so sorry if I can if I can go ahead and ask a question What What you do with the people that don't want to be recorded? Because see I met you uh, oh, yes. uh differently or whatever, like because if yeah. I get in the car and somebody record well of course you can record for safety.
0: Yes. I'm glad you're asking that, Vanessa. Cause but, I was gonna because you have to legally, I think, require they they know you're recording, I I believe. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So well, Great question and I'm I'm glad you're asking it too because you know some people see it and they're like do you be getting their permission? The only one time that I think I have posted something where it wasn't like the exchange where it was something we talked about doing then their faces were blurred out but it was something that I felt like was educational. But um there is a disclaimer that goes out to any of my passengers that I have a dash cam and I'm, and I'm recording. And the people that you see posted on my page, which I still have relationships with a lot of them, I ask them, I'm like, hey, I have a, a a page where I post videos with my interactions. Do you mind if I put you on there? And I have them on camera saying that. And I have had maybe two say, I really don't want to be on camera. Right. And I yeah. respect that because, Believe it or not, Vanessa, I'm more like you too. I don't really, when I'm in an Uber, I'm not really very interactive. I definitely am not wanting to be filmed. So I absolutely respect people that if they're like in their phone or they're doing business, I let them. And it's going to be boring content anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it just depends on the day, you know, for me sometimes. Sometimes I might be in a good mood and, you know, we're singing and having fun or something like that. But, um, I just my thing is a permission, you know, cause yep. I have other friends within the community and stuff like that, especially comedians that, you know, want to do skits and want to, you know, uh, basically record all their experiences. And I say to myself sometimes, I say, honey, if I was in that room and they was doing all that, we would have some words like <laughs> I'm in the doctor's <laughs> office. I do not want to be seen. I do not have on my good wig. And, yes. and how dare you? You and know what I'm saying? So. In-
2: Permission is important if you expect to go far with your content, because I've Mm -hmm. always, I did my research before I started. My fear was what if my stuff blows up and people can come after me legally? So I looked up Georgia laws of, and that, and a lot of people don't even know, even if you are just using a dash cam for safety, you have to register that with Uber. Mm -hmm. They need to have like the dash cam make and model because that way they can notify all of your passengers. How does the passenger
0: it? know that it's registered?
2: They get and they don't most people don't read no way, but they get I <laughs> I asked my first passenger after I registered. I said, "Did you get a disclaimer on your um app thing that it was yeah. And she didn't notice it, but when she pulled up, she said, like, "Oh yeah, it does say your driver will be recording and they have and we'll, yeah. So if you pay attention, if you get in and it doesn't give that disclosure, they may not have registered it. But if it is registered, it does. It does show up on your um, app.
0: That is so important because I don't know how many times I'm just like they're recording. I just look up and I'm like, hey. Yeah,
1: I kind of don't care because it's their car.
0: You know, I I don't care. And I I kind of like the same
1: if I'm going into somebody's building because I I understand for safety and you don't know what's going to happen within that moment my main issue is you're not keeping it and jacking off or keeping oh, yeah. it and, and posting it or, you know, doing something. Um, and know I was just joking about the jacking off. I've never heard of that, <laughs> but uh, well, it could happen. I mean, you know, um, but yeah, and not basically not posting me or without my knowledge or, you know, something to that effect, anything else, you know, I do understand. I'm in mean, your, you, you know what I mean? Like it's, There's reasons, real reasons, you know, for that, you know, or whatever. But um,
0: and I and I actually used one of my recordings in my last special, my comedy special It was a because I used to do that all the time. I I found the conversations that I had as a passenger with a driver was some of the most interesting conversations. So but I I often found like if I told them I was recording, they don't reveal as much. So I was like, I know this is wrong. (laughs) You tell them after, right? I will tell them afterwards.
2: Mm -hmm. As long as you get their permission, like, hey, I always record for safety, but our conversation was unexpectedly pleasant. I would love to use this. And if they, and that's, I would do it that way too, because same with my dash cam, when I first installed it and they could see themselves in the camera, it it made it uncomfortable for me. So now Uh. I have it weird it just shows the forward street. It doesn't mm, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. People act weird. Yeah. Cause I
0: had a guy who was asking me if I had been getting laid and I was like, wait, what? And, and that was the conversation. And he was a Sikh of that religion. Mm-hmm. And it was just so crazy that he was like, he if you were like,
1: getting laid, a Sikh, a, sheik, mm-hmm. or, a Sikh, Sikh or Sikh, Sikh,
0: Sikh. I believe mm-hmm. Sikh, mm-hmm. Indian Sikh, um, uh, I'm probably, Mm -mm. you know, know. but he, but the conversation was so wild and I had got his permission afterwards because it was just like, he was like, you need lubrication. I was like, what? Sir. That's where you go to? Sir. No, but here's the crazy part in the conversation. Did you need lubrication? I was okay with the conversation. I was not offended. That's the most disturbing part about the whole thing, by the way, was how, like, re-listening to it. I was like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) <laughs> because I engaged in the if you watch the special, you'll hear how I engaged in the conversation and was not offended at all. But I was just like, whoa, where do you go? Doctor? He goes, doctor, say. You will need lubrication. I go, whoa, dude, maybe put it a different way. I mean, he wasn't wrong on some level, but I was like, maybe just put it a different way. He goes, oh, OK, 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 but you need somebody <laughs> And I was like, it was a whole thing that went into my set about how everyone wants us into a relationship. You can't be mm-hmm. single as a woman without even my Uber driver wanted me to be dating someone. It was kind of crazy. But that's why I also love what you do so much because you reveal so much about people in these conversations. I'm also like curious, like, how do you choose the singers? Like, because I, I have this article here about I, I don't want to say it wrong. Is this seek C and How do I say Sion? Yes. How did you choose them? And it says that you have helped spotlight many emerging artists who land in your car in the backseat. And now you've turned the dashboard cam onto a sibling duo that has gone viral after years of independently releasing music together. And this clip, they got two million views by releasing something that had already been released. So how did you, cho- how did you find
2: them? Like, that's amazing. I'm, girl, I'm gonna give credit to God. I didn't find them. They found me. And it's, it was like one of those moments, like where I think like a producer, cause I am a producer too in my heart. Like I'm, when you create content, you're producing. Okay. So I remember picking them up and it was a, a, a big group of eight people and they split up. They had two separate Ubers. And I got the rap duo and their videographer, and they get in the car and they're really styled like they're going somewhere. So I'm like, oh, this is about to be good. <laughs> and so they are recording, they're filming in my car themselves as they're like going to the event. And I looked at the girl because she was made up and she was dressed really cute. I said, what do you do? She's like, oh, me and my brother, we are a rapper. And I'm like, okay, where are you guys heading? And she said um, they were going to be on a showcase. And I was like, oh, I said, do you, is any of your music out? And sure enough, they played the big dog song for me. So it's on my TikTok. And the video is actually hilarious. People have said it looks like an episode out of Atlanta or Insecure because I look like they auntie, they uncle auntie. And I'm just up there like bobbing my head, chewing my gum. Like, but I really was just like so caught off guard because I didn't know they were going to be filming. And I I said I was the video vixen. Uh But sure enough, you know, they're performing their song, Big Dog, that they had put out years ago, but it gone viral. I actually ran into their dad maybe a month ago. He said, aren't you the Uber lady? And I was like, yeah. He was like, you did a video with my kids. And he said, do you know? You posted that video because I I posted a clip that I hadn't posted before maybe a month ago. So it's gotten 2 million views in less than a month, right? And he said, you posting that video has now increased their streams to the point where we got to put out a new video, a new music video to it. Like, we've been doing new content surrounding this song that they've already released. And I was like, listen, if I said, a lot of artists have gone viral on TikTok and you have to follow that wave. And he was like, we want you to be in our music video. And I'm like, that'll be cool to like Aww. truly be in their video because they're young. They're like maybe 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't choose these people. They choose me. <laughs> and if I'm happy. Like, oh, this is gold. That is
0: gold. Because I'm thinking, like, do they, like... Because you know how you, you do on the app? You just you you just get randomly selected uh, drivers. And I'm like, do people, like, post up where they know you're driving and they start singing? <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Because I don't <laughs> drive in the
0: she's same area. same place,
1: right? <laughs> no, like,
0: she's getting stalked and carrying out, right? There's, like, no, random right? people,
2: like, singing on corners, hoping she drives by. Right. Child, they're going to be singing all day because I ain't driving by. <laughs> I've had people say, like... Dang, I hope I get you. And I'll be like, y'all, if y'all read and look in my bio because of all of these things that's happened from me randomly finding artists, like that's my passion. So Mm -hmm. I've actually added a link on my bio now where you can book to do a feature ride with me. And so if you're talented, like there's this young lady that her manager booked a ride with me. She drove from North Carolina. Oh my. And honey. Mm -hmm. This baby sang her face off. I was, mm. I was blown away. And like my I intro like, song. <laughs> what
1: would you say, Marina? I said like
0: my intro song. Oh, yeah. oh! I bet I'm not sorry. even. <laughs> Couldn't. Have. I
2: was blown away, guys. <laughs> two things. One. Uh- one that she was as good as she was because sometimes yeah. like if you've ever watched American Idol, that's a real thing. People think they can sing and they can't and they yeah. go and they put themselves out there. So I was really nervous cause I hadn't heard her and I wanted to be an authentic reaction. So I didn't go look up any of her stuff. And two that she drove to come be on wow. my platform. I was like, that's such a big deal. And she was like, you're a big deal. And I was Oh. That blessed me. But so yeah, so Amen. for the most part, most of the content you've seen, it really is these random interactions. I just met a guy three days ago. He starts humming in my backseat. I said, You in the wrong car to be humming and think you're gonna get away with it. And he's an Afrobeats artist and he's good. Oh. I played three of his songs. I just posted the video. It is so good. Yeah, we're househeads,
0: Vanessa and I.
2: Oh my God, y'all got to go find, I'll send the video to y'all. Like his music is so freaking good. I I was like, you sing? He's like, yeah. I said, do you have any music out? And so I found his song on iTunes, played that. And then when we got to his building, I said, play me some more music. And he is so, and I think this is my favorite thing is because people don't know who I am. They don't know how life-changing it's going to be. The mm-hmm. young girl that drove from North Carolina went from like four thousand followers to over ten k from me posting her. This young man, he got hundreds of hundreds of followers just in a day from me posting him, and he, and I was picking him up from court. Oh,
1: bless
0: his heart. He thought
2: he was having a bad day. I'm like not today, baby. We having a great day. <laughs> Ooh, I love
0: it. I do too. Um, you ain't really housed <laughs> wearing those. <laughs> Wearing those things you do. Hey, hey.
1: Uh, uh, I, I wasn't uh, gonna jump. I'm, i I need some tea. I was really Vanessa, gone. Vanessa, yeah. come
0: on. I was hoping you would jump in I and save tea. me. I need some
1: tea. <laughs> I need
0: some tea. Wearing those clothes
1: you do do. Um, I need the how... words. I don't never really know the words. To they nothing. used to make That's it what up. Stops me. You I was gonna make up something myself.
0: They used to say, "You wear a hammer downs. Wearing you know those what? clothes you do. Wearing those clothes you yeah, do. Yeah, I feel left. I don't know
2: what y'all singing. What it's is. a
0: house
1: song, and so this is what Marina forgets. I came to Chicago <laughs> when I was a teenager. <laughs> I don't. I remember. She, I just you don't know, care. Grew I up, want you grew to up there, right? So like, she know all the little silly, you know, extra things that you, that you know, is. had to be on the block to know.
2: Wearing the holes right through, like this song.
1: Yes, I know the real version, you know, and uh, by the time house: Well, <laughs> when I was in high school, we still had like the house somatics and all kind of stuff like that that did footwork and stuff like that, but not the, you know, grown folks go to the club, you know, house music and all that stuff so.
0: now I do want to ask you <laughs> I tried I, I do want to ask you about the the challenges or you kind of mentioned the challenges of the transition but what about the the challenges or some of the funniest stories you have where you maybe did it and it didn't happen or, or you recorded and it didn't record or are there any stories like that or has it just been perfect the whole way through no
2: oh my god that's a good question there were these young kids, they were from, they were black African kids from Canada on like a college tour or something. Some little organization they were a part of and they were so high energy. They wanted me to play like their favorite artist. And I was like, oh, I gotta get a video with them. And I got, when I finally made it to, I told them, I was like, I have a, um, a TikTok and Instagram, I'm a content creator. And they were so excited for me to post their video, y'all. I dropped them off. I went to go download the videos from my dashcam. It was in, it was invisible. It never happened. But luckily, I saw one of the, our girl. I was like, I have to get this content cuz it was so to me just sweet and fun. Mhm. And so I ran into the hotel lobby, and I saw one of the guys. I was like, oh my god, can you go get your other friends? The video did not record. We need to redo it. And so he, they happily came back out and did it again. Um, I'm trying to think if it's been another moment where it didn't go. There was a moment where I thought like it was going to be a great moment, and it really was like cringe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not it. <laughs> <go ahead." laughs> because again like i'd be in my producer hat and i'd be like how is this going to translate how is this going to make this person look Mm -hmm. like there was this girl she was super duper drunk and it was funny but i could tell if she was if she was sober she probably would have been embarrassed by her behavior Mm because she was like Singing all these Megan Thee Stallion songs with the word in in it and profanity. And I was like, oh, sis, I'm not going to put you out there bad. Because she said I I told her I do content. Yeah. But I was like, no, I don't want somebody to look back over something or one of their employers see it. And they're like,
1: Becky, what are you doing? Yeah, good for you that you that's wouldn't just good, do anything. Yeah. That's because that's, that's so many people just want to be viral. They just want, you know, whatever. And I know this will take it over the top. And, you know, to have some integrity and to, um, yeah. like you said, still, like, you know that you believe in God. You know what your morals are and what your values are and you still stick to them. And I think that's good because, you know... Um,
2: that's such a good Everybody point. Don't it way. can
1: get, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. Everything
2: is without hurt, harm, or sacrifice. Ooh. Yeah. And Say if it. you know what I mean by that, like, hurt, harm, or, you know, when I'm not talking about sacrifice. Like, we make oh. sacrifices, but I'm like, I'm not sacrificing my integrity. I'm not sacrificing, you know, my child. Um, right. Oh, or a goat. Yes. Or a goat. My, <laughs> you said, or oh, you? what? A goat. <laughs> or a goat. I got to put my charger on my computer. <laughs> you know what? That is so
0: true because I, I know a lot of times, even when I'm like as a comedian, sometimes I'll like, I like the stuff that they may not want. But yeah. I think, I think that's so important what Deanna is saying because... When you go viral, you're absolutely right, Vanessa. Some people will just do anything. People have died trying yeah. to go viral. Oh, yeah. I mean, people will stand in the middle of traffic trying mm-hmm. to go viral. They will stand on a mountaintop and fall off of it trying to go viral. Having your values in check, having that set, that is such, that is probably the best point of going viral I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. Because it will like save some people's lives, Mm -hmm. some people's careers and jobs. And it's just so important, you know, um, to know what you're putting out there and and how you're putting other people out there. I haven't heard that. And it's really important. I think about that every time, by the way, when I put up clips of our guests on the show. Like I always think, would I want this to be out there of me if I Mm -hmm. put it up there? Now I could do the clickbait And have it go viral and have it be like that thing that that person may not have wanted. But I'm always like, what would they, you know, because we used to go back and forth with like, we would confirm with our guests, is this clip okay? But it was just, it was so time consuming and uh, we get back to us that I only would put out clips that I know it's within the context of what they like. It's within the context of the brand that they create. So there, you know, I haven't had anyone say, no, take that down. You know, it's just really kind of responsible I think, to do that. I mean, because I've been on shows. I don't know about you, Vanessa, but they've clipped things in a way that I'm like, I, well,
1: yeah, can I oh, tell I'm definitely I told people it. to take things down. Right. I've definitely told people to th- take things down. I've asked people not to even show that clip or let people see it in its entirety. Don't just put that clip out there. I said, you got me crying and looking crazy. Take that clip off. And now you can put, keep it on the podcast, but don't just do that and then ch- or definitely change the title of it you know what I mean because people will do things on a clickbait way that just really doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. and so I definitely have had to tell people that um or even you know just little things just have an integrity like I've had to tell somebody don't t- uh, take a picture of me when I'm asleep and then put some something funny up yeah like last episode okay. I, didn't, I didn't use that <laughs> What I (laughs) is The one
0: you were on, I was with Pat. I was like, I could tell you just woke. You told me you said I barely was awake today. I was like, Vanessa ain't gonna want this up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You said some funny things.
0: I wanted to put. I said I know Vanessa well enough. Were they rough? No, you look. I mean, you always look good to me, but I know how you like to appear. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad as far as if it's a physical thing. You know, it's more so like disrespectful you know uh my mouth's open so you want to draw dicks in it you know that kind of thing don't do that don't be mean don't be rude you know that kind of thing like so but if it's just you know something physical like um deanna was saying about tiktok i don't have to be my absolute you know glammed up self or anything like that i can definitely be
0: you know so what are that's wonderful (laughs) Sorry, gonna... You didn't have to. No, you that did. was so I... good. No, oh, no, no I, I, I didn't what... need that. Thank you. <laughs> I want to say, first of all, Deanna, you also remind me of a lot of things that Oprah used to say about like just check in with people that you come into contact day to day, like in the grocery store. And TB wrote this in listening to you. He's writing backstage. This is something that seems to happen to me in the grocery store. I'm always amazed at how people just need a tiny opening to talk about something going on in their lives. And while I can't do anything to fix it, just being able to talk always seems to make their days better, so that's what you're doing. I absolutely you're doing agree with Lord's that. The Lord's work. Now, as far as like what you're doing next, like you have an amazing voice. I mean, like uh, there's a huge part of me that wants you to just sing for like the next five. But I'm no, I know I can't. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: but if it's on your heart, if, if, it, if, 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 if it, but if it's on your heart,
0: <clears throat> if it's on your heart, right to do the 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 friends like us song better than i did please feel free (laughs) but what what do you have coming up for you like like you're doing this now and and people are starting to take notice like or who has taken notice is that happening for you has things changed what's the trajectory
2: so um i had to get comfortable for this because this is me about to manifest over my life um so people are taking notice. I filmed my first national commercial as a result of my videos with Febreze. So, um, and I did a Uber safety video commercial for them. I am going on the Jennifer Hudson talk show. I've been doing a lot of press. So with that, I pray that the more visibility I receive, somebody will see this and turn this into a show. That's how I've always seen this. I see it as, I mean, I've seen cab confessions and car karaoke, but I never seen it with nobody that looked like me. And that Mm. is like me. And, you know, someone that has my story that the testimony that you can make a stage anywhere you are like in the most unconventional way you can live out your dreams and, I just want to continue to speak that from the mountaintop. So people realize like the redirection is sometimes the greatest blessing that can ever happen to you. Cause we always have our vision of how it's going to happen. Right? Like Vanessa was saying when when she did the movie, she's like, you know, this is it. This is about to take off. And I really believe that when you find that space to be your authentic self To be humble, because I feel more connected to people now than I've ever felt. I feel like people see themselves in me more than singing behind a Beyonce. They're like, that seems unattainable to the average person. But getting in a car and driving for Uber and setting up a dash cam and creating your own platform, that's something anybody can do. Now, I can't control what your numbers will do, but I'm just saying it's an attainable goal. And, you know, I pray that I get more brand partnerships. You know, I, w- I would love to be one of the faces of Uber, one of the faces of the rental company that I had to rent a car to drive Uber for a year. I would love to do that. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tabitha Brown. Have you guys heard of her?
0: I've heard of her. Yes. Sure.
2: OK, mm-hmm. so. I love her story like she's an actress and like I'm a singer, but in the most unexpected way, her being on her health journey and going vegan and doing videos just took her into the stratosphere. So that's what my prayer is, that God will honor my authenticity and just me being willing to let it unfold as it would to open up some crazy doors for me. So I would love for this to be a television show. Crazy uber doors. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got to tell y'all a secret. And, And this might be from past trauma, but one of my least favorite gifts to use is singing. And it's mainly because of how it's been used historically. Like I've always felt like people have prostituted my gift. I've never really people have taken advantage of it. It's always been like, do me this favor. I've never been taken care of from singing if that makes sense. It's always been something that's caused me pain or rejection. So there's still a little something there. And, um, but I feel comfortable when I'm in my car, I'm in my little element and I get to bless somebody with my gift and it just feels different. It's on my terms. And, but I do know that God did give me that gift to you. So I am Mm -hmm. going to use it, but it's going to be like, not how people expect, I think.
1: I like that because I was I was I didn't know where you were going at first and I didn't know yeah, I was I'm like well, well let's bow our heads right now and <laughs> let me play <laughs> that <laughs> off for you you know what I mean because I know that's your
0: <laughs> well I you I, can I, hear I, me
1: through that but that, now you, you sing so like you just amazing you know right, what I mean or whatever amazing. so um to not use it like sometimes um, even with like with my husband and stuff like that with getting married that was. I don't know. I feel very complete. You know, I've come a long way in my journey. I have plenty of things on my resume. If I stop doing comedy right now, I know that I'm a huge success and that there I left something out there for people to be able to see and, and yeah. you know, whatever, if that's what I chose to do. But when I have ever thought that thought, I thought to myself, my God, though, I'm so damn good. I could, there's no way I could... <laughs> rob the world
0: <laughs> you are Vanessa. I tell oh you my greatness
1: time. how dare i and i i think i thought you know something the same with you where it's like now girl hold on that because all these uh, folks i'll try to speak um because i know you love the good lord i'm gonna start to try to stop cursing but listen there's all these um jamas out here that cannot even barely hold a tune mm-hmm. in a bucket you know what i mean and i understand. Fully, what you're saying about um, your gifts being um, not uh, appreciated and used in the right way and being used and not appreciated and the way that you want to give out your gift. But I was like, honey, you got to keep singing because, and I understand when people tell me the same, like, you got to keep telling jokes because there are some terrible people out here really benefiting. Yeah. And it should... <laughs> I
2: promise I'm going to continue to sing. Oh, I wasn't going <laughs> to tell
1: no secrets today, honey. <laughs> okay, Let Kat. me tell I promise you some.
2: I'm going to continue It's And and I've come back into it, like, just little by little. I guess my favorite thing about what I've created is that now people do see me as more than just a singer. And I love that. I've always Mm -hmm. seen myself as more than just that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a producer. I'm a creative. I'm a brand. And I sing because I love to sing. And I feel like that's the greatest vehicle God has ever given me to get in certain doors. Mm -hmm. That had I not had it, I probably never would have walked in. So I honor it and it's it just taking it's taking me time to find my way back to it in, in a way yeah. that feels like I'm honoring it. I'm honoring it and I'm honoring me, Deanna yes. the person. Cause we mm-hmm. get so lost in our gift and people identify us as our gift, but we're humans that have these gifts. That's and right. it's so important to make that distinction because what happens is when you walk away from doing that thing, you feel like an identity crisis because you don't know who you are outside of the stage. And I've gone through that metamorphosis already where I had to find myself and find value in just me and my core without, you know, ooh and ah and, and so, and I, I feel good about the space I'm in. So I, I am open. I actually said yes to something and Hi. never know. Y'all might see it. Y'all might see it.
0: I think that's so special because I think like what you were talking about, like singing in the car, like we all sing in the car, like that's such a, the the singing in the car is a whole a personal whole, loving yeah. feeling. Like I, I be killing it in the car sometimes, yes, at least do. I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> you yeah. got to pull your coattail now. You've gone too far with this.
1: Yeah. I, can't, I can't. I am. Now I feel you though. The, the, in the car, in the shower, there's sometimes I didn't gonna pull my car over because I'm singing so good to me.
0: I'm like someone sh-. No, Man, to the I've, person who's in the. Pa- I've I, I've had people in the drive. They're like, "Oh, Marina, go!" um mm-hmm. But I will say this: like that honoring what you do and, and, and taking the little moments of what you do. Like sometimes, like you were saying, like, as far as com- comedy goes, right? Like we do gigs. I would perform every night. We do big events. We'll perform like, you know, we'll do a special, a comedy special. We'll open for like a, a big Get comedian. Get flown like, out
1: to perform for a prince.
0: Yeah. Well, I've performed at Madison Square Gardens. You know, those are big wow. events, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, this weekend, in, in in relation to what you were just saying, I performed at the Gotham Comedy Club, Six O'Clock Show, best set I've had in a very long time. Mm. And these now two women now it wasn't a standing over, it was two women who stood But I felt like in that moment with those women, the audience, I gave something that I can never like, I can't. That was worth it to me. That brought back the love that I have. And I realized, I was like, it, these big moments, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was that moment right there that keeps me going and fills me up on why I do this in the first place. Because sometimes yeah. you'll lose your way. You'll mm-hmm. be like, well, uh, I do stand up, but I'm not getting this from it. And I'm not getting the TV shows. I haven't sold the show that I pitched or... I'm not the Dave Chappelle of comedy. Who cares if, in that moment, in that in that in that room with that audience? And I had a woman write me actually on Instagram. She says she said, "Marina, thank you so much for talking about breast cancer on stage. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for reminding people about health and taking mm-hmm. care of themselves during a time where we're experiencing a health crisis." It's that that keeps me going. And and at the end of the night, I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. It's the
1: praise that keeps me going, too. The more somebody kiss my ass and tell me how good... I'm just joking. I just cannot help but to you be silly. You couldn't help it, could you? There's something in my chest be right yourself, now girl. that wants me to be very silly. No, <laughs> no I
2: don't, you do. Can we you can't help it. You here to be you. <laughs> but I like that you said that, Marina, because... I do, too. I feel like singing with my passengers have made me find the love again for it. Mm -hmm. Like the appreciation that I get because it gets, when I say prostituted, honey, I have sang for nickels. I've sang for chicken sandwiches. I have sang for invisible. I just, uh you know? And so you start like, not loving it you don't love it cuz it's like ew this is what it means like i'm i'm your little puppet and i stand here and wait for hours just for you to put me somewhere to stand for another 2 hours and then get rid of me if for no reason it's just like you're so expendable so it's so much that has happened that took away the love and i have found that love again in the gift and Girl, I, I enjoy, like you said, those little intimate moments. It's special. I sang for one of my passenger's parents, and they were so cute. They were like, sing, baby. And he was like, what you doing singing in that car? Get out that car.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Would you Do you do gig work? Like, do you still do, um, like, if that, you know, if certain gigs come up because you are, you know, a part of the industry and stuff like that, do you still take those gigs? You know
2: what I mean? The type of gig work... So here's my template now. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And a lot mm-hmm. of things don't, like, excite mm-hmm. me anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, and I have yet to be offered a gig opportunity that I felt hell yes to. I'm going to just say that. Okay. Um, The kind of opportunities that I do like is where I get to play on both of my skills, like where I'm hosting and singing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm
2: hosting... Um, It's... It's a a music event happening on March 30th. Like, I feel excited about that because the lineup is people that I love. They're super talented. I'll probably do a little bit in between sets, but it's not me just up there just singing. And and Mm -hmm. yeah, so really, it's not like there was a girl. She asked me, she said, you got your passport. She's trying to send me overseas. I said, I don't want to go over there. I don't I don't I'm not interested. Not right now. While my daughter is the age that she is, I I want her to have a stable, predictable lifestyle to the best of my ability until I am able to hire someone and she can be homeschooled and can go with me. That's my dream. And I don't believe that that's that far out. I believe Mm -hmm. in a year or two God can change so much in my life to where I'm able to afford to travel with my daughter. And as long as she can be with me and there's some normalcy with that then i'll start saying yes to a lot more things
0: you know oh what i was thinking the the your personality is so great It's wonderful it really it's an important one to have it comes across here it comes across on your tiktoks on your videos it's something that i just like it gra- it grabbed me immediately um in this industry of music that is so difficult and we see a lot of crazy personalities i i really i believe that you It's going to happen for you like really, really soon. If not like to like the viralness of this is going to last forever because the way you share it, it just it resonates on such a high level because there's so many crazy people in this industry that um, sing in the music industry or whatever. It's nice to have someone like yourself who actually has a good spirit good values that just, it just comes through you. I I have to say it because we need that right now more than anything. And I, I say this also because I I have a sister who's in this industry and I, and I, I saw when she first started, she's a guitarist and she went on tour with Fifth Harmony and she was doing all this stuff with Camilla Cabela. And, you know, I tried to be the big sister and be like, you know, that's great, but just, Keep your head on straight because this music industry is a tough one. And uh, I don't know where she is right now with it, you know, I'm going to say. But I, I think that the that that seeing someone like yourself could really inspire someone who gets the big fame and then maybe the big fame is not fair anymore, you know, to just remember that you're keep your head on straight. Remember, this is a hard business. It's it's not the
2: end until it's the end. Yeah. I I think it's hard when
1: you're doing things like that because it's, and I know I do, especially whether it's friends, family, and especially my kids, of not putting my feelings on them or trying to, I want them to explore. You know what I mean? Um, I want you to have some failures. You know what I mean? Because that, Um, My husband always says, disappointment builds character, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So it's just to, I think that Deanna's story and watching her and stuff like that helps you to be able to deal with life and to keep going and and get those victories or whatever. But I, I, I guess my point in that was it's hard when I'm trying to tell someone to one, do things because that's what's in your heart to do. So if it's in your heart to sing, you know what I mean? You'll find that route to do it or to produce or to, you know, whatever that purpose is, you know, you, you'll find a way. It's not just one way to do it. You know what I mean? It's not just being this, uh, uh, pop star or whatever. There are plenty of ways to make a grand living, um, singing without all of that. So it's, um, just keeping your mind open to what God might have for you, because even in the realm of comedy, Stand-up just isn't it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, there's definitely those opportunities that we see where you're a, a writer or you have your own sitcom or your own movies or something. But you also uh, might do warm-ups. You might write a book. You might, you know what I'm saying, also uh, become a producer, director because of the way that you look at comedy and stuff like that. And so... Um, or you might be uh, do corporate comedy, you know what I mean, or whatever. Or you might just do nightclubs and have a job as well, and you uh, do it uh, uh, once or, t- or twice a month because it's what keeps you happy and sane and going home to your wife at night. You know what I mean? It's whatever success looks like to you to keep your mind open to what, um, to what that is and just to love life at whatever level it's at, you know what I mean? And keep your eyes open and your spirit open
2: to where that can go, you know? That's good when you said whatever success looks like to you. And I think we've probably all had to redefine that. I I believe when I was in my early 20s, success felt like I had to be in front of millions of people on this huge stage to feel like I had really accomplished something. And that's definitely changed. Like, I feel so successful right now. I've, I've reached millions of people. I feel like a good mom. I feel like a good human. I haven't had to rob, steal, or or lower my standards. I represent who I want to see more of in the industry winning. And, and, you know, also realizing that what all comes with certain levels of success and like, okay, what type of success do I really want to have? Do I want no privacy? Do I want to be powerful, but don't nobody have to really know who I am? <laughs> So I will tell you this, Marina, one thing that and, you know, everybody is different. But the thing that was life changing for me that happened in my valley was being sober, like stop drinking, um, changed my life. And I used to love me a cocktail, honey. I mean, Deanna always had a, a, a party at her house. (laughs) And there was always going to be some good food and some good drinks, honey. That was just what was going to happen. And it's so interesting that like on the outside looking in, I didn't have an issue with it. There was no problem. Like there was nothing that Traumatically happened, affiliated with it. I just never forget when I moved back to Atlanta and I was seeing my therapist from like three years ago and I told her how depressed I was. I was like, I was so depressed. And she asked me, she's like, well, do you drink? And I was like, yeah. And I lied to her about how much I was drinking. I was like, you know, three to four glasses a week, no, three to four glasses a day. I, and I remember in my heart thinking like, dang, if I'm lying to her, that's here to help me, that's number one, a problem. And then when she said to me, she said, you do realize alcohol is a depressant. And that was such an aha moment for me because I was just like, I'm never gonna get out of this depressive hole if I can't really get some clarity and just really feel again and embrace this chapter because what I find in a lot of our industries is we're all using substances to deal to deal with the rejection, to deal with our anxiety, to deal. A lot of us are socially awkward. People think that we're the life of the party, but it's because we have to be, but we would rather be by ourselves in our home. And so it's like we use all these things to turn on and to stay on, and it has its effects. And I'm telling you, last year, February, I had my last drink. I really feel like that's when all the blessings came for me. And I remember I called my mom and I was like, do you think I have a problem with drinking? And she said, "Mm, maybe. And she had never said nothing like that because I mostly would drink at home. It wasn't like I was at the bars, honey. I was a smart drinker. (laughs) We're going to save our coins. So I was drinking at home, but it was a nightcap and I called it my mommy time. And it was because I felt like I needed an escape from my reality. I wasn't happy. And so when I think of people that are dealing with the ebbs and flows of this industry and, and, loss of identity, those things just really don't help you. And again, to each his own, for everybody, you don't have to take that path, but for anyone that's ever in their mind, struggled or thought like, do I have a problem? Am I leaning on this a little too much? This is me advocating for you to get your clarity back, to find your authentic self again. I really feel like I found me again and God blessed me. In this and so that's my little piece and you can share that with your sister. I don't know what her experience is, but I tell you you know it's hard it's hard everybody's not built for the rejection. I remember it took me it took me maybe ten years to even get over some rejection I had dealt with like as a teenager I just forever in my mind thought I wasn't good enough and then but when you when you understand, The entertainment industry is just like, it's a timing thing. They have a a certain look for certain roles. It doesn't mean you're not talented, but people take on the, you know, they personalize the no's, but the more no's you get, the closer you are to your yeses. It is a part like now I just see it as I'm sowing seeds. Right. And when you can see as every audition, every, whatever you do, every podcast interview is just a seed sown, Like, you, it may not germinate for years. Nothing may never come from it. It might just be one listener that sat in and said, Deanna, you said this, and I, it was when I needed to hear it. And so I'm, I'm now grateful to have a different perspective on this journey, that my art is going to be used in different formats, in different ways. Like Vanessa said, be open to doing things in a different way. Like everybody used to think back in the day, being a singer means you had to be an artist. No, I don't want my old ass on the stage right now. Not like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just not what I see. But if if he has something like that for me, I'm not going to resist and I'm not going to force. But I'm just saying that just wasn't my vision. But there's other ways that I can use these same gifts and still feel like a sense of accomplishment and like I'm being, I'm successful.
0: Well you you are doing it and you are reminding me of why I started this podcast. Thank you very much. Because every now and then I go, should I keep going? You know, but it's it's saying things like that to someone who's listening, who may hear you in this episode, you could be you could be saving someone's life, you know? It's ser- it's that real right now for people. Like that's why it's so great to have you on this show. So I really I appreciate you. I want to ask you this: uh, like we have just, and I, I know I have these articles, and I'm only going to go over the funny ones. The well, there's one that's not so funny, but I, I think it's important because you are driving, right? Um, and you have to be a like I I worry about being an Uber driver only because I I can't drive in New York City. I can drive elsewhere. I mean, my nieces they have often said, TT please don't drive." But anyway. There's this this no joke article that my young assistant, I love her for putting this in here. Ari, thank you very much. Feds discourage humorous electronic messages on the highways. I don't know, you probably have seen everything because you are in an Uber and you've seen everything, but I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but... The Federal Highway Administration recently released an updated one 1000 page manual and in it, the agency strongly recommends against the use of overhead electronic signs with any references to pop culture or intention to be funny. I, I, I don't understand any of the signs, by the way, but and instead be simple, direct brief, legible, and clear when relaying important information like upcoming crashes and adverse weather conditions. Now, these are some of the things that they've had among them was to trying to be funny, uh, like seatbelt reminders and dangers of speeding was use your blinker <laughs> in Massachusetts. Oh like, you know, use your blinker. Hey! Uh, visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. That was in Ohio. Or don't drive star spangled hammered. That was in Pennsylvania. And um and in New Jersey or uh, and Hocus Pocus, drive with focus. And this one in Arizona. Hands on the wheel. Not your meal. Uh <laughs> yeah, but you know the issues,
1: they suck. It's not. Yeah, even, they need new writers. It's it's, it's it's and I've and I can't remember them right now, but I have actually seen some pretty funny ones or ones that are little. I don't know, you know. There was one like you know, remember your seatbelt? Windshields hurt, or you know what I mean, that kind of stuff, or something. I don't know. I like them when they're funny. Those weren't very
2: funny. That wouldn't be a distraction at all. <laughs> oh, asked ask for thank you. Look at you. So you want us to add to the distraction? <laughs>
0: Yeah, this it's weird. It's like, uh, yeah, because I don't know. I feel like signs, like I saw something about breast, um, not reduction, but like she was like, when I got my new breast. And I was like, in the, I was a passenger and I was distracted by that sign. Was oh,
1: like, like on billboards? Or are you talking about the... Elect- I think that billboards are enough. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. we already have the billboards that can be distracting. Some of them are entertaining. I definitely... Uh, Want to look at them to see what's on this next exit, or 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 what love shack I need to stop at, Not you know, when I have day. time. You know, they always have those weird signs on the on the side of the road, so they're um, kind of distracting enough. And I do remember when they started doing those, you know signs with the humor and i remember you know maybe i laughed a little bit but thought to myself that could be distracting everybody doesn't read so good you're trying to read it again to get the joke and you know what i mean now all of a sudden you know it's just as bad as texting and driving you know what i mean i read this three times i still don't get it as i get closer like i thought i read that right that shit ain't funny you know what i mean or whatever and now next thing you know i hit the back of somebody's car and i heard a bad joke like it's just a bad time it's just I agree. Well, it's always Be direct. a bad
2: time for bad jokes.
1: There, I like that. I might
2: have to
1: I might have to put that on a t shirt.
2: <laughs> or on a sign.
1: Or on a sign. No. Now, do you experience
0: that driving when you're driving? Like, what are some of the challenges of driving in Atlanta?
2: You know, the funny thing is the greatest challenge, but it doesn't feel like a challenge to me, um, is the traffic. But you kind of become immune to it, and so even if there was a distracting sign, I mean, I'm going 10 miles an hour, so I mean, I have, I probably could read it 20 times and still be fine. Um, but you just kind of like it, it's par for the course, you know. This is Atlanta, so I hate when I hear people say I'm late because of the traffic. You now you live in Atlanta, so you know what it is. Um, but no, I haven't been blessed to see any of these uh, non-hilarious signs. <laughs> I've seen some funny <laughs> church signs, though. Them churches are
1: mm-hmm. funny. The church signs are funny. Like
2: what? Girl, I don't remember. I'm not, I as, can't remember not as mean.
1: But you've <laughs> seen the ones where they, you know, they change what it say. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of what was one. Yeah, I wanna look they good. do them for Easter. They do them for, right, like, God don't like ugly, so come dress well. I don't know. <laughs> you know, just something. They, they don't say that. I made that up, but they use these... Uh, Hopefully, I'll
0: find one because I'm not doing. Look, so well. I know.
2: Why you put us to the test, girl? What
0: I love a, it. Funny, uh, but it's okay. I, you Surf know, we do signs, actually have yeah. to leave it there. I mean, I do have this article that's kind of tragic, but I and I do want to just mention, like, if you're in a car, vehicle, and it's winter right now, and there's any electric lines that fall on your car, oh, here are some things horrible. that you can do. Um, one, if caller asks nine one one before you get out. If you are, yeah, prevention advises staying in the vehicle, keep the ignition uh-huh. on, and call 911. That's because the ground near a downed power line can be energized, as can any standing water nearby. Uh-huh. Even if a downed line isn't actively sparking, always assume it is carrying electricity. Stay at least 30 feet away from any downed power line and don't go near the pole or anything touching. The line. Now, I'm sure, Deanna, you've seen some crazy stuff on the road, being that you're on the road a lot. You know, like, do you have these rules and do you keep these things? So
2: I'm going to tell you one of the craziest things I've seen. It was a, actually a video that was caught on the dash cam and it just made me just want to just be so hypervigilant about being focused and not allowing things to distract me. It was someone that was driving and someone's tire flew off the car, off their car. Like, so Mm -hmm. there was like no forewarning. The tire spun off the car, hit the car right in front of them and flipped it over. And I'm like, that was just so terrifying to see that just you being in the car for long periods of time, you're susceptible to things happening. If you're not alert, and move out of the way fast enough, it could just really, truly be dangerous. Um, I have been super blessed. I haven't had, I've seen a few fires here and there, but I've been super blessed. So I don't take that for granted. Yeah.
0: yeah. Keep, stay aware. I love that. This has been just an amazing, amazing conversation that I'm, I'm hoping that those of you who are listening, please share it with a friend. That is the most important. Now, Vanessa, where can our listeners find you?
1: You can find Vanessa Fraction at Vanessa Fraction on any of your social media. You can go to www.vanessafraction.com and hopefully it's updated. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to find Vanessa Fraction on TikTok. I'm um, very encouraged by what Deanna has said. And, and all you need is that great commitment and really going forward and being intentional about your goals. And so um, I should have made that my friends like us. But anyways. um <laughs> Ah! Uh, yeah, you can listen to me on the Nappy Boy Radio podcast as well. Season one and two are out right now, but season three is coming. You can also watch me on the movie Praise This, which is full of singing. If you love some good singing, watch the movie Praise This. I mean, it's just ridiculous with, um, with wonderful music. And with friends like us, um, no matter what you're doing for a living, um, you can be loved and accepted and encouraged to reach all of your goals.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Vanessa. Deanna, the ride share queen. Yes.
2: Yes, you can find me at I am Deanna Dixon and at the Ride Share Queen. Everything spelled correctly. And TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I want more love on my YouTube page. Jesus, please help me. But yeah, I want all the platforms except for X. I don't like the name, so I'm not going to go on there. Friends. <laughs> but <laughs> with friends like us, you don't have to be afraid of your transition and you don't
0: have to hide. Ooh, I love it. Marina Franklin here. Go to my website, marinafranklin.com. If you are uh, go to my website, you will see some of the dates. I will be at the Still Stacks. That is on February 10th. Go to the Still Stacks in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, you can be inspired by the moments that really mattered, that bring you joy. Don't forget it. That's why we have this here for you, for friends like us. Thank you so much. Check us Just out. Us out. Yes.
2: Check
1: us out. Check us
0: out.
1: Check, <laughs> out! check us 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 out! Hey! Chop 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 us out! Check us out!